Welcome to the Highly Sensitive Parenthood Podcast. I'm Amy Laginus, your podcast host and guide to not only surviving, but thriving as a highly sensitive parent. Together, we'll dive into common challenges of highly sensitive parents, hear from other HSPs and empaths about their experiences in parenthood, and learn to honor and celebrate our sensitivity, not only as parents, but as humans. Welcome. Four ways to say no as an empath or highly sensitive person. Hey there, welcome. This is Amy Laginus. I'm the founder and creator at HighlySensitiveParenthood.com, which is a website and resource center for empath and highly sensitive parents. Today, I'm looking at four ways to say no as an empath or highly sensitive person. So the last couple of weeks, I've also been exploring the concept of boundary setting and saying no. Um, We've looked at kind of why it's so hard for HSPs to say no or to set boundaries. And I've provided some really handy affirmations um, to help kind of build your confidence and kind of build your Um, sense of I can do it, I'm capable, and I should be setting boundaries um, for those of us for whom it's a little bit difficult to do so. So today um, I'm looking a little bit more about specifically how to communicate that or how to set those boundaries. Um, Once we decide we want to set a boundary, sometimes we can find ourselves struggling to follow through with it. Part of that, and and a big part of that, is um, we don't want to disappoint people. We pick up when we know that they uh, they might be upset about um, us saying no or setting a boundary, and that can hold us back from from setting that boundary or from saying no. We want to avoid displeasing people. We want to avoid upsetting people and then feeling that upsetness in ourselves. Um, so I have a few ideas on how to do that. The first is just a um, a helpful strategy of practicing. So practice with, with a therapist, practice with um, a friend or a partner. Um, you can even practice writing down what it is that you want to say um, before you actually say it in real life or, or in an email or a text. So doing that practicing can really help you gain clarity on what it is you want to communicate and it can help you feel more firm and strong in communicating that boundary or that no so that you don't stumble over your words, you don't feel the need to backtrack or qualify your statement. Um, So just kind of practicing. That's the the number one tip I have for you. And just to model and show you a few ways that you can specifically say no, um, I'm gonna use a couple of different scenarios here. So the first is when somebody is asking for your time, energy, or even your money. So this can come up um, in work situations, uh, volunteer situations, even social situations where Um, We might have an ask on our time or our energy, and sometimes it's something we'd even enjoy doing, and it it just may not work with our schedule, or it may not work with the amount of of time or resources that we have available at at that moment in time. So... The best tip I have for you to respond to that, um, if, it, if it feels hard for you, if it doesn't feel hard for you, just go ahead and say no. Um, but if it does feel hard for you to set that boundary or say no, a great response is simply saying, let me think on that and I'll let you know. Or a variation of that is, let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. So the reason why this can be really helpful for HSPs is that it gives us kind of a little buffer to process 
um, ooh, is this something I wanna do? And we, we, we have that time to really reflect and we have that time to, you know, gain some confidence in saying no if it's something that we truly wanna say no to. Um, so it buys us a little bit of time. It also, um, in some situations, can be difficult to say no to somebody's face. Um, eventually, you know, we can work our way up to doing that. Um, but for whatever reason, if it's hard for you to look into someone's eyes and say, sorry, I can't do that, um, it's okay to say, let me think on that and let you know. And then, you know, a day or two later, shoot them a text or an email or say, say to them in person, you know, I looked at my schedule or I, you know, I've reflected on it and I, I don't think I'm able to do this right now. Um, so buying yourself a little more time. The other uh, skill or the other kind of tip I have for you here is just saying, I'm so sorry, not able to commit to that right now. So in many cases, you don't even owe them any other explanation other than that. You know, you, maybe you have room in your schedule, but that that room is kind of your downtime. <laughs> it's your time to, to rest or to do a creative practice or something that nourishes you. So even if you have that space in your schedule, you don't owe it to somebody else to fill it um, with whatever they're asking you to do. So um, it's okay to be a little more direct. You know, I'm, I'm so sorry, I'm not able to commit to that right now. Thank you for asking, best of luck. Um, you can qualify this if you want to. So you can say, I can't do that, but I will do this, or I can't do it this year, but I, you know, ask me again next year. Um, just a quick caveat with that though, if you know it's not something you wanna do next year or next month or whatever, then just leave that part off. Uh, you don't need to pretend to be interested in something um, just to kind of ease the conversation. So a second type of boundary setting has to do with some, when somebody is doing something that doesn't feel good to you, when, it, when they're saying something or, or behaving in a way that is uncomfortable and you're, you're needing to set a boundary around that behavior. This can be a little more tricky. Um, the first tip I have for you here is to, and this doesn't always work, but to simply ignore the person. So there's some situations where, you know, we're around them, it's a, like a close family member and ignoring it is not the right way to go some, you know, in that situation. But say it's like a colleague or somebody that you're, you know, an acquaintance, um, you can just simply like create some physical distance between you and that person. Um, if you're not needing to use words yet, you can just exit the situation. You can say, I need to go use the restroom or I'm gonna go talk to that person over there and just kind of buy yourself some time, get away from the situation that's, um, that you need to set a boundary around um, without even using your words. So there may be situations, as I mentioned, that you know don't work. So maybe it's a, a family member or a, or a partner or um, even our kids can sometimes be that person who's, who are transgressing our boundaries and we can't really necessarily always just ignore or, or move away from them. Um, and the best way to proceed in those types of situations, and this can be uncomfortable to communicate, but it's something that you can you can say and, and you're able to do with some practice, is saying, when you say blank or when you do blank, I feel uncomfortable, I feel upset, I feel hurt, please stop. So that can be, um, that can feel very direct to many of us HSPs. Um, my guess is many of you have probably not experienced um, somebody saying that to you because you're already aware, you know, you're picking up on their social cues, you're picking up, ooh, that's making them uncomfortable and you've already stopped long before somebody needs to verbally set that boundary with you. Um, however, 
there are, you know, not everyone's highly sensitive, not everybody's picking up on those more subtle cues. And so it's very possible that you may need to be a little more firm in your, your communication of those boundaries. Please stop. I don't like that. Here's how it makes me feel when you do X, Y, Z. Um, so just a reminder that even though that can feel even kind of like brutal and intense for some of us to communicate that, um, sometimes that's what other people need to hear. They need that directness in order to understand how it's impacting us and to really understand the gravity of the situation. So um, those are my tips for four ways for how to um, set those boundaries and to end. I, I did want to give a, another little tip here at the end, which is when other people are upset by your boundary setting, that can also be really hard for HSP. So after you've set the boundary, after you've communicated, um, you know, no, or not right now, or I don't like that, then sometimes we have to deal with the backlash of, you know, somebody else's frustration or disappointment or upset. Um, a couple of important things to remember here. The first is that it's likely going to be pretty short lived. Now there are certain situations where somebody might be upset for a longer period of time, but let's say you ha you have to turn down a coworker's um, birthday party invitation. You might think, oh man, they might think I'm, you know, antisocial or they might think that I don't care about them. And often um, that, is not true at all or it can be mitigated by us saying oh my gosh i'm so sorry i'm just not able to make it but i hope you have a wonderful time so communicating that care in other ways um or just letting it blow over um recognizing that it may not mean you know it may not feel as intense to them as it feels to you to set that boundary or to say no and the second tip I have here around managing when you feel upset that you have upset somebody else or you may potentially upset them is just reminding yourself of your intent. So I'll use an example here. Um, let's say you have to um, tell uh, you know your sister that you can't attend your nephew's um, birthday party because you have a work trip that day, okay? Um, your intent there is not to be mean to your nephew or to, to communicate lack of care, right? Um, your intent is you needed to keep your job. Your intent is you're needing to follow through on a different responsibility or perhaps that you're needing to provide for your family. So reminding yourself that your intent is good when you're setting boundaries, that the boundary is setting is healthy, it's important, and it can be tied back to a positive intent and that even when it disappoints or you know, even hurts somebody else, that that's not your intent. And you don't need to blame yourself for causing pain to somebody else because you're not causing it. You are making a choice that's healthy for you and, and likely for your children or your family. And that choice does have some repercussions and you're probably already very aware of those and, and don't need to stew in the guilt any more than you already are. Okay, so lastly, I would just love for you to, to practice setting boundaries. So one of, the, um, one of the challenges with boundary setting is that many of us have not practiced a lot with it. We've kind of been accommodating people. We've been um, thinking about how other people, uh, what they need and what they prefer and, and not necessarily honoring, honoring our own needs. So the best way to, to learn how to do it is just to, to do it and to do more of it. Um, and it can be helpful to start small. 
So for example, this may sound very silly, but you may be one of those people who's always like, yeah, I don't really care what we do. You know, it's fine. I can, we can go to this restaurant or that restaurant. If you have a choice or if somebody recommends a place and you're like, Oof, that does not sound so good. This is, it's a low stakes situation, right? Um, you can say, ooh, I'm not sure. That doesn't sound so good to me. Um, at a time when normally you might kind of just take a step back. So starting with really small, really easy situations where you are able to um, assert your opinion, um, to communicate your needs, to communicate your boundaries. Um, and you know, it doesn't mean you need to do this all the time or to suddenly become super opinionated, but just to, when there's moments where you notice you have an inclination in one way and you're feeling like um, that's not being taken into account, just to practice speaking up. Um, and the more you do that, the more you will learn to recognize your own desires, your own boundaries, and to be able to set those in more and more significant situations. All right, so this video and podcast wraps up my um, my section on setting boundaries. There's two other videos, as I mentioned, um, two other blog, blogs and podcasts on the topic of setting boundaries. Um, if you're interested in checking those out, you can find it all at highlysensitiveparenthood.com. And if you're interested in more resources for highly sensitive parents, including um, really lovely edited uh, meditations and videos on specific topics with guidance on how to manage um, highly sensitive parenting and parenthood, again, you can check that out at highlysensitiveparenthood.com and just click on the HSP resources button. Um, I hope this is helpful for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, you're always welcome to drop um, a line in the comments below and take care. Bye. Thanks for joining us on the Highly Sensitive Parenthood podcast. For more resources, including our blog, toolkit, and online course for highly sensitive parents, visit highlysensitiveparenthood.com.